Hello and welcome to a Happy Mind podcast. My name is Sam and I'm an anxiety and mindset coach for women all over the world. This podcast is here to give you strategies, support and empowerment to take you away from anxiety, fear and insecurity and ready to thrive in your life just as you truly deserve. I want to become your motivator, your friend, your support and your coach. And this podcast is my virtual way to do that with you. Subscribe, review and enjoy this podcast because it really is my gift to you. Here is to your happy mind. Right, here we go again and you are going to hear from Honestly, this is going to be an amazing podcast, so you have to make sure you are listening for the whole time. You need to be tagging both of us when you find out who this person is and actually just spend the time reflecting on what the message is from this information because so many of you I know that listen to this will sit there and think, oh my God, she has my life. How is she okay? And you'll be thinking, I wish I was in that situation. I wish I had the same mindset but you can get there. So we are speaking to someone that's going to give you, as always, information that I know is personal, relatable, and genuine. But before you find out who she is, obviously we need to do our usual whooping. So can I get a whoop? Can I get a whoop, whoop? (laughs) Okay, so um, I actually am going to tell you how I found this person. So her name is Polly and she's going to tell you more about who she is and her life experiences and how she's got to this point. But I first found out about her from the lovely Instagram because obviously (laughs) Instagram has the web of networking and it was all around um, her journey and where she is now. And I kind of got... I was at the end of that story and again, I will let Polly explain that to you, but I was at the end of this story and I was watching her Instagram stories and they were just so personal. I actually felt like I was in her living room with her. I felt like I was in her life and I wanted to get to know her. And then when I kind of found out everything that was happening and stalked her, basically, I was like, there's so many of you that can learn from someone like this she's a normal person who has a normal life normal family there's no no strings attached there's not this massive amazing floating cloud carrying her around on life just a normal person and I think for all of you you need to be surrounded by people like that you need to know that you are not alone and that even someone that you follow on Instagram who has amazing pictures and it looks like everything's great has their own problems to contend with and this episode is going to be a way and the word I want to use is resilience. This podcast is going to be all about resilience, how you can find a way to become resilient grow your resilience and just bounce back from these difficult times because we've all been there. And when you hear from Polly, you will 100% understand what I mean by that. So I'm going to stop speaking now and just say thank you so much for coming on Polly and talking to us. And for Thank we- you so much for having me. <laughs> I thought it would be good to, you know, me and Polly did speak before we started recording. So she does know the type of woman that you are, you know, what you would benefit most from. She does know kind of where your mindset is at. So this is going to be geared around what we want to talk to you about around health and anxiety and what that means. But I think before we kind of get into any questions, it'd be really good for Polly to just tell you more about her and why we are in this situation. 
Okay, thank you. Um, and thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. Um, so, a little bit of a background about me. I am a British expat who's currently living in Doha with my family. We've been here for about four and a half years now. Um, and I write a blog called Follow Your Sunshine. Um, and it's a positive blog. It's all about living the best life that you possibly can, be that through travel, amazing food, positive family experiences, and basically just being a really positive person with a great attitude to life. Um, and so that's the approach I've always, well, most of my life had to life. I've, I, especially since I've been to Doha, moving out as an expat was difficult. And I started the blog specifically around that time. Um, but since I've moved here, I've encountered a few really, really tough life experiences, which we'll get into. Um, and I suppose um, my blog and my social media channels have been a way, a, a really good outlet for that. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of thinking about where where I'm going to take this and, and what's next. Um, Shall I explain a bit about what I've been through over the last six months or so? Yeah, literally. Obviously, you can't see my face if you're listening, but I'm just literally sitting here smiling, nodding along. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think first and foremost, if you if you think, oh my gosh, I can't remember what the name of the blog is, I'll put all of this in the notes at the, at the end, so don't panic. But please just listen to what Polly's just said to you, that when she was going through a difficult time and she moved somewhere new, she decided to create something positive albeit a blog it could be that you want to create a song you want to create a new friendship you want to get a new hobby you want to learn a language and I was in a similar situation I created my Instagram which now has turned into a business which is crazy mm -hmm. um yeah, and I was having a difficult time and I wanted to bring in positivity so this is the first step for resilience just think about what Polly's about to share with you and the decision she made to try and make it as positive as possible, even though it was completely 100% not positive. I think I'd be right to say that. Yeah, I, I think we can go with that, definitely. <laughs> so um, I, I had my daughter about two years ago, just bringing it back a bit. Um, and I, I documented all of this on the blog. And the one thing that I didn't really tell any of my readers about was the fact that um, I've been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which is a really, really common condition. So many women have it. Many people have it and don't even know they've got it um, because it doesn't always display that many symptoms. People are sometimes quite tired with it. Sometimes people put on weight with it. I seem to have lost weight with it. So, you know, everyone's different. Um, I only found it through a routine blood test because I got pregnant and they test a lot more things when you're pregnant. Um, and it was fine. I took um, thyroxine tablets um, and which leveled out my level of um, thyroid hormone that I was producing and I lived a normal life. Um, two years later, I got pregnant again. Um, and this is where things went downhill slightly. Um, I... I had a miscarriage um, quite not too early on in my pregnancy, but within my first trimester. Um, and it was it was a really, really hard time. I was away from family. Uh, the way that the doctors told me that I'd lost my baby was terrible. We it was very distressing. You know, I was 
I was in hospital in the emergency room, bleeding out. And we basically found out that I'd lost the baby by them typing on the screen that there's no fetal heart rate, um, rather than them actually telling us and face-to-face kind of giving us the empathy that we needed at that time. And it it was just, it was hard for me and my husband. Um, But, you know, it was all a bit of a blur. We then went to see my um, my usual doctor, who was a lot a lot nicer about the whole thing and, and said the words that we needed to hear, you know, really empathized with our loss. Um, and she just said to me, I, you know, you, you've got this thyroid problem. I just want to do an extra, an extra blood test just to see how your thyroid's going, because it can sometimes lead to difficulties in maintaining pregnancies. Um, so I had this test thinking nothing of it. I literally went home, mourned my child, the loss of my child, spent time with my family and when my blood test came back um the nurse called me up and she said we just got your test results back and they um you know they're they're fine but I think you need to see a specialist just to check that there's nothing too untoward happening um and you know even even at that point when she said I need to see a specialist and I looked at the results and I sent them through to my brother who's a doctor and he said you know everything looks all right but it's definitely worthwhile you going to this specialist even at this point I thought everything was absolutely fine anyway I went to the specialist and it turned out that I have a, a another condition on top of the hypothyroidism which is, is linked called Hashimoto's disease um, and he then wanted to kind of check me over um, a bit more thoroughly gave my neck an examination and found a lump Um, even then, even at this point, I thought, you know, everything's going okay. It's fine. It is probably nothing. They gave me a scan. Um, and then following the scan, they thought the scan looked a bit dodgy. And then I had, um, biopsy taken, which is basically where they insert a very big fat needle into your neck a couple of times and extract some cells directly from the lump to, to see if, see what it is basically. Um, and even at this point, <laughs> I was still telling myself everything's okay. Um, wasn't expecting to then go back a week or a few days later with my husband um, and for them to tell me that I actually had um, thyroid cancer. And, you know, it was, it was such a shock because this happened so quickly. Within the space of two months, I lost a baby, was being diagnosed with cancer and then being told that I had to have a really serious major operation to remove my whole thyroid gland um, and the tumor with it which you know was it was I've I've had a c-section but apart from that never had a proper huge operation before um and it was it's major surgery yeah and that's quite different because you're getting a baby at the end of it so you'd really put yourself (laughs) whereas this is just you, you know there's no you have no idea what's going to happen at the end of it. You're going exactly. to exactly. Of course, this might seem like a silly question because obviously, of course, this that is so overwhelming in such a short space of time. Mm. In terms of your like your mental health, your thoughts, like your mindset, how did you how what did you how did you deal with that? I don't even know how to express that question eloquently enough. Mm. But to go from the elation of finding out that you're pregnant to the yeah. heartbreak, to the tests, to the biopsies, to the diagnosis in, in that mm-hmm. short space of time, 
it's that's really hard for you to emotionally manage that how, how did you do that it's incredibly simple um I just told myself every time to stay positive and that sounds it sounds incredibly simple it's it's more complex a thought process than that and I it was took a lot of physical mental um and kind of psychological strength to go through it but it was the only way that I could survive when you lose a baby which you know all women are the same I'm sure unless you're very very guarded with your emotions as soon as you read that positive um test result on your stick you are already imagining your entire life with this child by your side I don't think many women go into it saying oh well I might have a miscarriage so I'm not going to get excited I'm not going to start thinking about names I'm not going to start thinking about what gender it is and planning our future um so that loss um really really shook me and I, I did spend I spent a couple of days in bed sobbing my heart out and then I thought I I just can't do this. This isn't a way to live your life. I could let this take two, two roads now. I can let this really, really affect me and rock me and change my entire outlook on life. Or I can get back up out of bed, get on with my life, keep myself busy and give myself positive affirmations over and over again in my head um, to keep myself going. And what really forced me into doing that was the fact that I already have a two-year-old toddler and I needed to do it for her and and my husband too you know he was managing the house on his own and we're out here without the supportive family luckily we've got amazing family who flew straight out after the cancer diagnosis and said they would as well after the miscarriage and you know they've been amazing but the truth of it is um when these things happen immediately they're not there and it's just my husband and he's a real rock and I just for him and for my daughter, I, I needed to do it. And I do think sometimes if you've got that sense of responsibility for other people, it can actually help you through really hard times like that. It can help you think, okay, like I, I'm feeling this inside, but I need to look outside of myself as well. I need to look to other people and what they need. And, you know, my husband was grieving too. My daughter was sick and ill and not sleeping and needed my support um, and knew there was something wrong with me kept asking what was wrong and I just thought I've got to do it for them yeah I think the one thing I I love about what you've said because I talk about this a lot and um, especially with mental health I think anxiety more so because that's something that I obviously you know that's my sort of like jam but um, I always say (laughs) to everyone you have to have a pity party the longer you pretend that you're okay the worse you will feel so obviously in this case your your time to have this pity party lasted longer but that's because the grief was bigger so I think that is a anyone can take that away from this whatever the situation and know that it did actually help you to spend that time just being in those emotions crying and and feeling sad that you needed to do that oh absolutely if I didn't have those two days getting it all out then and and just locked it away then I'm sure it would have come out at a later date in a much bigger and you know more drastic way that would have been a lot more destructive so um I'm kind of glad that I had that time to do that and my husband allowed me that time to do that um and you know it's 
I think it's fine to also during that time react how you want to react. Like I, I'm a very open person. I like to tell everyone who I'm close to how I'm thinking and feeling. They all know I'm on WhatsApp constantly like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'll ever get through this. How's this going to happen? Even, and, and you know, you mentioned right at the beginning how I'm very open on my Insta stories with all my followers. And everyone says, oh, you're so brave for sharing um, your life this candidly and the difficult things you go through on your Insta stories. And I, I, inside, I'm always thinking like, I'm not brave at all. I'm sharing it because all of this support that I then get from these inspirational women who have also been through this and can tell me how there is light at the end of the tunnel actually really, really helps me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think that's another great thing of having like a big community of people around you. Personally, I feel like it really, really helps me. I think definitely, especially when we talk about health anxiety, which is slightly different, um, you know, it's such a, any type of anxiety is so broad, but I think the reason this is important is because yours, your situations were triggered very closely to one another and they were all out of your control. And the big thing yeah. with anxiety is, it's the unknown, it's the mm-hmm. lack of control, and it's the lack of knowing the outcome. So those yeah. three things put together exacerbate the emotions so whether yeah. it is um, having a routine operation because you need a wisdom tooth out or whether it is that you have a chesty cough for two weeks and you don't know why, whether it's that you've got a headache and you feel like you've been hydrated or whether it is really big things like diagnosis, diseases, you know, uh, triggers that you have to then live with, extreme chronic fatigue, pregnancy, mis- wherever you are in that journey, the unknown yeah. and the lack of control are the big kind of factors in th- with those things in mind? How, how did you how did you manage those aspects? The lack of control, not knowing the outcome, and also the unknown that surrounded it. How, how did you manage that? That was really hard. That, that's a really big challenge, especially with the the cancer diagnosis. I mean, with with the miscarriage, it was like you've lost your baby, that's final. Um, Obviously, there's the unknown of, you know, maybe there's a problem, which it turned out there was. And I I thought, you know, maybe I won't be able to have a baby again. But then with the cancer, it was the complete unknown of actually, I might not even survive this. This might, how long have I had it? Is it elsewhere in my body? Has it spread what 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 are the solutions to it you know all of these questions that go through your mind immediately the only way I could cope with it is by taking things a step at a time and not um not building anything up in my mind and not ruminating on it so you know like I I went through the steps that I went through of the cancer diagnosis it was first of all the scan then the biopsy then um the operation then the next step after that was finding out whether it, um, my, the results of my lymph node test and whether it had spread to other parts of my body. And I had to not think past each of those steps. So I had to just take it one bit at a time. And once that, um, that test result came back negative, I looked to the next one. Then I looked to the next one. I didn't ever in my mind let myself get to the point where I was imagining myself on my deathbed saying goodbye um, to my family and friends. And that really helped me. I think 
what also helped me was imagining really building up this really vivid picture in my mind at each of those steps of me getting the positive result that I wanted Mm. like I'm just sitting there doing a bit of meditation thinking like actually this could this could go really right it it doesn't have to be the negative result that I think it's going to be or that my brain immediately jumps to it being it could be amazing it could be that actually you know it's cancer and it's it's not spread which actually it turned out that it hadn't you know I got an amazing result in the end and I'd focused on that result I'd focused on the fact it hadn't gone past my thyroid um and and it almost got to the point where when the doctor told me that it I've got this positive result and I'm I've got no further pr- procedures that are required I almost went oh, okay I kind of already knew that because I've been thinking that's what you're going to say all along um and that meditative kind of state that got me to that point was really, really important part of my journey, I think. That's, um, that's really, I think the two things that really stand out is the compartmentalizing, which I think I agree, we can all ruminate. And if you aren't 100% ruminating is you have a tiny thought, you think, think, think about the same tiny thought. And then by the end of it, it's humongous. So compartmentalizing is really important. So it's just, I love that actually, because um, everybody has their own struggles in whatever form. And some of them are health wise, some of them are relationship wise, but taking it step by step and focusing on each individual thing, because as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, would I do the same? You know, like, would I, I'm quite reflective and it does make me think about, when you meet and spend time and obviously you're listening on the podcast, but when you look at someone and hear their story, I get really, you know, emotionally invested. And I think, you know, that could easily be anybody else. How would we manage that? And I think I definitely would compartmentalize and sort of give myself that strict, right, Sam, you know, just focus on where we are now. And the other thing that really stood out to me when you said about the result could be good I say to people all the time, if it hasn't happened yet, worrying about it won't make any difference. It will just make you feel worse now. And when I was thinking about your situation, if if that was me and I'd been given this absolute shitstorm, there's no other way to say it, this total (laughs) bombarded with this absolute tornado, like an avalanche of crap, um, if that was me, I'd be thinking, do I then, exactly like you said, just want to wallow in that and make myself feel worse? Or do I bit by bit want to just pick up these little blobs of poo and move them to one side? Let's just not stay living underneath it and thinking there's no way out because yeah. the end result could have, and if you'd have got that amazing result, you would have spent the last two, all of those months feeling so bad about yourself when you could have felt another way. So I think, yeah, the the compartmentalizing and focusing on what you can control, which is the here and now. So you could control spending time with your daughter, spending time with your husband, spending time with your friends, looking after yourself, all of those things. So I, I do think that that is so, I'm so glad that you've been so honest about this situation and the fact that it was really hard, but you've just done something that so many of us forget to do and stopped yourself from thinking about things that no matter what you were to do now would literally have made no difference. You would have not been any better off. 
Yeah. And I'll tell tell you what the biggest distraction for me was during all of that time was actually, I I mentioned it before when I was was talking about kind of looking outside myself to my husband and my child, but actually I looked outside of myself further than that. And I, um, I put up a tweet on Twitter. I said, um, the kindness of others has really helped me through all of this time. Can everyone just please, for, for me, um, do one act of kindness in the next 20, sorry, in the next 24 hours? And um, that tweet really blew up. I was really surprised. I kind of did it just before bed and then went to bed thinking like, oh, this will just get lost. And I woke up the next morning and it had been like retweeted hundreds of times and um, people were actually starting to respond to me saying all of these acts of kindness that they were going to do and how they kind of seen my story and been inspired to do it. And I, from then onwards, um, and I had, I'd, it was literally just like a passing thought before bed, but from then on, I was like, actually being kind to other people and listening to their really uplifting, positive stories at a time like this and, and trying to do good things yourself um, and not just concentrating on this one really shit aspect of your life um, is pretty much the best thing you can do. So surrounding yourself with really, really positive people, doing positive acts and kind acts that make you feel good about yourself and who you are, because you don't have to be defined by your illness. You don't have to be defined by this thing that's that's consuming you inside. You can outwardly um, be defined by your kindness and your the things you're doing for other people. Mm-hmm. And that really, really helped me. I, you know, some friends of mine started um, collecting clothes for charity and I then started looking through my wardrobes, trying to help them, trying to find a few things. Um, you know, other people were messaging me saying, like, I helped an old lady across the road today who none of the traffic was stopping for her. You know, little tiny things like that. And you were thinking, like, what well, I was thinking, the world is actually a really good place. OK, I might have cancer right now and I don't know what's going to happen with it. Um, but there is there are still positive things going on and the world is still turning. Um, and I think that really uplifted me at a time when I was, I could have been in a really dark place. But that's so true. It's the, it's the choice, isn't it? Of you can choose how you want to respond. And the other thing to that is where you seek your support from. So if you don't have children or a husband or a loved one there is still a network out there of people that are kind-hearted mm-hmm. and loving and just amazing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I definitely it's the choice and the surrounding yourself with the people that will remind you of the goodness not the badness yeah and also there is the other side of this as well which is when you go through times like this you do find out which friends aren't really your friends. You you learn who the toxic people in your life are. And unfortunately, you know, I've lost a couple of friends through this whole experience and you just learn that you don't need that kind of negativity in your life anymore. And you become a little bit more ruthless or you should do. If you're not, then you really should for your own health, your own, you know, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it, it might be inevitable that you lose a few people through it, but you'll gain a whole lot more as well. You'll suddenly learn, people will come out of the woodwork saying, oh, I've heard your news, I've heard you're ill, let me do this for you, let me help you out. And you actually, you, you definitely, through that time, you learn a lot about yourself as well as the people around you, I think. And 
it's it can be a positive experience and you can come out the other end thinking like I know a lot more about what I want from life do you think so I know a lot of the you know um women that I spend time with and, and connect with and are in my community or that I coach have something will happen like this which you've experienced and it would then be over so like mm. you know you've had that finality of the all clear um, yeah the 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 trauma of it the discomfort the the emotional roller coaster is what then stays with them and they find it really hard to push past that and move forward and the worry the anxiety of you know what what ifs basically then them how would you what advice would you give to somebody and it could be like I said something as simple as you know you've fallen over and broken your wrist and now you're really worried about going over the pavement you know it could be absolutely anything but the principle behind it is the same you've had a traumatic experience it's come to an end in some way shape or form but now it's more the thought that holds you back rather than the physical symptoms what would you say for people in that situation that they can do to kind of move themselves forward mentally and emotionally, not just in the physical sense. Sure. Um, I think probably my biggest recommendation is to learn how to, to meditate. I, I'm just, I'm starting my journey into meditation now and I can't tell you how much it's changed my life in such a short space of time. Being able to take my thoughts away from everything that's going on in my brain and refocus it and, and allow my kind of allow these thoughts to come and go, but to sit there and watch them as they're going rather than get involved with them and then start this process of rumination. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just the most amazing tool that I wish everyone knew how to do. There's amazing apps for it. Um, There's Headspace. There's an app called Calm as well. So you can just get it on your phone and spend just five minutes a day having that quiet time to take your mind away. And you'll soon find, once you get into the habit of doing it, that you're able to do it more every time you start worrying. And it happens naturally. You are able to kind of take yourself into this space in your head, no matter where you are and what you're doing um, and learn how to breathe through it and um, let your, let your thoughts go. Um, That's probably my main piece of advice of advice. The other one is don't Google anything ever. Google is the worst. I just think like, what if you go onto Google with a, a, sore finger you're going to find someone who's died from it eventually and and it really is like that people love to sensationalize things in forums and also once good things have happened to them in the in these forums if you follow a thread they never come back to tell you because they're off enjoying their life very um, if if something awful's happened and they've been given the worst diagnosis ever of course they're going to go and tell everyone because they want to talk to people about it so I would say leave forums alone um leave any kind of medical sites alone because they they will tell you all the symptoms you could possibly have for anything and you're always going to find symptoms that might fit diseases so speak to a proper medical professional before self-diagnosing basically because you know uh, there's all too many times that we can all do that and come out with the worst disease ever when it could just be the flu 
I, because you've said that and like through this um, podcast, I just, I just feel so um, drawn to you. Like genuinely, I know, you know, people podcast all the time and they listen to the people talking to each other and they think, oh, you know, they say that all the time. But I just, I don't, I just have this like compelling, like warmth. And when you said about the meditation, I just got, um, which if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know, I just Mm. made myself a um, oracle deck about your animals. Yeah, did you see? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I actually wanted to, with everyone listening, just pull your cards. Because Ooh, okay. I just want to see um, what, what it says and what, you know, obviously after we've spoken, and I do really appreciate the fact you've been so open about something oh, to absolutely devastate people every single day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just want to give you something to be like, you know, this is something really positive and I think if oh thank you so much you're welcome and if you're listening to this then you might think oh my gosh I can't believe that was her card that's so amazing so <laughs> I, oh my gosh I have just put what? I'm going to show Polly so that you know that I'm not making this up the golden <gasps> egg oh she has is that a good thing well I'm going to read you what that means so okay. the golden egg means okay so get ready people because I just know this is a good one okay so the golden egg is a message at the center of the heart the unstruck sound with the golden egg lives a precious sound deep within that sound resides a message the sound cannot be heard nor the message discerned until we retreat from the noise of modern day life which is what you were saying about meditation the magical essence of the golden egg needs warmth quiet and time to unfold no rushing pushing or grasping which is exactly what you said deep and restful ease perhaps through meditation if you do not yet have meditation practice take some time for introspective or contemplation when the mind begins to settle and the breath is calm ask the question that weighs heaviest on your heart staying open to any response you hear Engaging with the energy of the golden egg is an advanced practice. It requires becoming intimate with our very essence and comfortable with vulnerability. When a feeling of tenderness or gratitude arises from deep within you, know that you are well on your way. Your chest may smell like seeing an old friend that's been away for a long, long time. Listen to the message that you've been waiting to tell, that they've been waiting to tell you. The subtle essence of a golden egg is nestled deep within your heart. It's the home of yourself and your soul. By bringing the mind into the center, we discover a portal to the most intimate and luminous space. It is said that our inner guide sits there in deep meditation, waiting for us to translate the unstruck sound. That is amazing. Did you really just pick that out at random? (laughs) So I shuffled and then I only learned how to do this, but I shuffled and then you make three piles and then you put them back together and you pick one. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to listen to what you just read back again and again. When the podcast is out, I'm going to listen to it again. (laughs) I'll a photo of it as well on Instagram so you can read it. Oh, thank you. But honestly, I, I can't explain enough because I know that the people listening will feel exactly the same I think one thing that I struggle with especially with being a social media influencer and being an anxiety coach is being vulnerable but 
also being vulnerable when I'm ready to be vulnerable. And I think, you know, through my journey, there's things that I could definitely talk about more. And you've really inspired me to know that sharing your tough times can actually empower and illuminate someone else's life. And I think that if someone is listening to this that has experienced any of the things that you're going through or knows someone that has, I just think this has just been such a lovely way to remind people that they're not alone. And I just really genuinely want to say thank you for spending time today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. And thank you for your lovely words too. And I just want to say to anyone listening, um, if you are going through a tough time, especially if you've experienced miscarriage or cancer, because um, I obviously know firsthand what that feels like but if it's anything please do reach out to anyone and you can reach out to me on Instagram you can reach out to either of us both of us are there to listen um but I'm always there to have a chat if you want to um I I try to respond to all of my messages um but keep positive is the final message I want to give because that will get you through anything in life And I'm going to put Polly's blog and her Instagram links in the notes so that you can just click on those rather than have to like rewind and like find out who she is and what she, as in who she is online. Um, So I'll put all that in there so they can find you. And yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome. Bye. Bye.